What's going on, you guys? Welcome back to another episode of the Your Boy Roy Show. Uh, today's episode is going to be fantastic. Uh, it's been a dream of mine to start bringing guests onto this show that have found some form of what we would consider success in life and to share that journey with you. I think a lot of the times um, being on the outside looking in, uh, we think that people who find success had this like magic gift or they got lucky or they didn't have to go through the struggles you go through to find that success. And it's just not the case. Every single person on this journey to building a better life struggles at some point and they make it through that. It's just a defining, what we call defining moments. It's those moments in your life where you realize you've hit rock bottom, you've had enough, and it doesn't matter what happens moving forward, you're going to do whatever it takes to find success. Um, our guest's name is Jared. Um, just a little backstory. I've been trying to get him on the podcast for a few months now. Um, it hasn't worked out due to timing, but I'm so lucky to have him on the show now. Uh, but I didn't really know what he was going to say. I didn't know what his journey looked like. I just, I knew that he was hardworking. I knew that he was a down to earth guy. I mean, he's a regular dude to uh, be uh, blunt with it. He's a regular dude, just like me and you. Uh, he just decided to put in the work. Uh, he started over 400 pounds and a little over a year ago, he started his journey and he's lost 210 pounds. 210 pounds. Like to fathom that number just blows my mind. And he had no excuses. He, he made it work. He had, and you know what, you guys, to be honest, he's dug himself in a deep enough hole that when he was over 400 pounds, like it almost seemed easier just to keep digging the hole than it is to start climbing out. Cause that's a scary and very intimidating thing to start doing when you've let yourself go to that extreme. But what I love most about this and what you're going to get out of it is that if he can do it, y'all, anybody can freaking do it. So super excited to deliver this message to you. Um, without further ado, let's get this podcast rolling. And if you love it, please do me a favor and share it. That is our fee on this show. Um, I appreciate you guys. Love you guys. Let's rock and roll. What's going on, you guys? Welcome back to the Your Boy Roy Show, where around here we earn our cookie. What is going on, you guys? Welcome back to another episode. Um, we have something extremely exciting planned for you. This is something that I have been uh, planning for a long time. I think when we introduce our special guest, you can tell them that I, I've been quite persistent about trying to get this this man on our show, because to be honest, he's, he's inspiring to me as far as his journey and what he's been able to accomplish um, in such a short period of time in retrospect. Um, but, you know, I'm very, very, very excited. Um, this guy has started at 480 pounds and within a little over a year is already down to 270 pounds. He uh, we were just talking a little bit before we started the show and he has a relentless mentality to change his life and um, for the better. And I haven't talked to him too, too much. I'm just, I want this to be as organic as possible as we're on this uh, podcast here, but without further ado, I want to um, allow Jared here to introduce yourself, say a little about yourself, all this good stuff. Um, how you doing, man? 
doing good, man. Doing good. Yeah. Um, yeah. My name is Jared. I go by Jay Crushes it online. Um, just like you said, it's been a, been a wild year. Um, made some pretty drastic changes just to kind of take back control of my life. And yeah, it's been, been fun. Uh, been on a lot of adventures lately, so pretty excited to be here. Yeah, dude. And I'm so excited. Like, um, I was telling you before that I was actually following, um, Jared before he, I mean, you have like blown up on social media. We were just talking about that. You're at almost 70,000 followers. And I think before that you had what, like less than a thousand or something like that. Um, you go ahead. Yeah. My Instagram was always private and I had like 400 people on there. Mm -hmm. Um, and then like a month or two ago I made it public. Um, but yeah, and then TikTok blew up. I think I'm at like 230,000 on there. Yeah. It's it's just freaking insane how that, like you've put this work in for over a year. And like you said, a couple months ago, um, however long it was like one video goes viral and you've gone from 400 followers to almost 70,000. And like, it's just an awesome progress to see. But I think people sometimes they miss like in this 15 second video of you losing 210 pounds. Um, it's, it's been years of work. Right. Um, but I guess my biggest question that, I mean, obviously the biggest thing people want to know is, you know, you getting to 480 pounds, what did your life look like before you decided to change your life versus how it is now? Yeah. Um, so my story, I think some people can definitely relate. I was, I wasn't too big, um, in high school and college, I was an athlete and I played football. Um, and then once that stopped, um, I was still eating like an athlete, you know, there was just no training and I joined a fraternity in college and just kind of developed some bad habits. So, um, I started getting big, um, after college, I played, um, some semi-pro football and then I had broken my ankle. So, um, sports were completely out of the picture. And then I started getting real big. Um, and it started like affecting certain things in my life. Like I stopped snowboarding. I stopped skating. Um, I wasn't traveling. I, you know, was trying to avoid airplanes, things like that. It just, um, you know, creates a real barrier for things that you want to do if you're used to living an active lifestyle. Yeah. And then, so I guess out of curiosity, and of course, like I said this before, um, we'll be as genuine as possible. If there's anything you're not comfortable sharing, feel free to just let me know. But how long did it take you from like, what was that weight when you stopped, when you broke your ankles, what was your weight and how long did it take you to get to that 480 pounds? Yeah. Um, I'm not sure exact dates. I I know like freshman year of college, I was sitting at around like 210 probably. Mm -hmm. And I gained a little bit during college. And then um, yeah, within the last five years, probably is when it got um, yeah. real bad and I started getting real big. Um, mm-hmm. and, it, and it all came from some just, you know, like I said, some bad habits. Most of mine, um, you know, obviously I was eating all the wrong things, but it wasn't like a binge eating disorder, like a food addiction. My problem um, was mostly alcohol and just yeah. kind of drinking to escape the realities of certain situations. So, um, yeah, within the last five years was probably when it got real bad. Yeah. Um, and I could, I could see that. And, you know, once we fall into this dark place, it's almost like it seems easier just to like dive deeper into it. Like you said, to escape the reality of it than it is just to try to get out of it and the pain that that might cause and things like that. But the biggest thing that I find it happens in all of us, you know, at some point for you to make the change that you changed, there had to be a moment or a couple moments or something had to happen that you were like, man, like no more, like I'm at this rock bottom and I'm tired of this. And I know I'm capable of more. Like, what was, what was that? Did something externally happen? Were you just sitting down one day and just decided that I need to change? Like what, <laughs> I'm just curious. What was that thing for you? Yeah, definitely. So the beginning of 2020 was pretty rough for me. There was a few things that happened in my personal life that um, really shook up my world. 
Um, and there's a few things leading up that, like I, I went snowboarding, um, one day and I like went to put my bindings on and I was too big to like get down and put my bindings on. So I did one run and then I bailed. Um, but yeah, 2020 rolled around and some just, um, without getting it too much into it, just some, some things that actually shook up my life and what I was planning my life trajectory to be. Um, and then I had a relationship and, um, a relationship that was, had been going on for a few years ended, um, towards the end of June. And I was just in that dark spot, man, of like just drinking and not liking where I was or not liking who I was. And then I just, I decided I'm going to give myself one week to be sad. And then I'm, I'm going to go for it and give it everything I got. And that was uh, July 1st of last year. Yeah, dude, that's, I mean, like, I, I hate that because when I first started rough, my biggest thing was like, cause I was very similar to you. I got out of high school and I broke my hip. I broke my pelvis and I had no more sports. Um, my girlfriend had cheated on me and left me, you know, like, and I was just for the first time ever in my life, I was drinking. I wasn't training. Like I was just going down this, this dark, dark path. And I realized that one day I'm like, if I keep doing this, like it's not going to end well. And I'm going to be miserable the rest of my life. And at first, when I started this company, I was like, oh, I don't want anybody to have to go through what I went through. And I still wouldn't want anybody to go through it. But dude, it's just like, and I don't know, and you could tell me if you agree or not, but I just feel like for people to make as far of a drastic change that we have and move yourself so far forward, it's almost like at some point there has to be that moment. Am I right? That you just like, you've had enough of it. Yeah, for sure. And, and it really is unfortunate. You know, I, you have to hit rock bottom sometimes to make that change. And that's what it was for me. You know, I was at the lowest point I've ever been. And I just knew for me, giving up wasn't an option. So I had to do something to climb out of that hole. And it's, yeah, a lot of people, when you see these big drastic changes, it's unfortunately some events like that. Um, Yeah. And I just, I find it happens again and again. That's why, you know, like I said, I own this fitness company. I have people who join the program and they have 30, 50, a hundred pounds to lose. And it's like, we have this game plan form and like, why don't they just stick with it? It's like, because look, as, as hard as it is, sometimes they just haven't gotten bad enough to where they're like, this needs to, like, I really need to change. Um, so still trying to figure, I guess still trying to figure that out. How do I get people not to have to hit that rock bottom? But it's just the truth of the matter. Sometimes that you have to just be fed up with where you're at in your life and want to make those changes. So you said you gave yourself a week. You're like, I'm sad. I'm upset. I'm in this dark place. And I'm gonna give it a hundred percent. What did a hundred percent look like for you? What was the first couple of things you decided to change? Yeah. Um, I made a text. My older brother uh, is an athlete and he mm-hmm. also is a bodybuilder. And I made a text to him. He's always kind of bugged me like, yo, we need to get back in the gym. And he's the only one in my life that really pushed it. Yep. Um, and so I just texted him and I was like, yo, I'm ready. And he said, meet me at the gym in 30 minutes. Um, so we went to the gym and worked out and, man, talk about emotional. I hadn't been in the gym in so long. And I just, we were there for like an hour and a half and he's like, all right, we're good. And I like, I broke down and I'm just, I was, wasn't lifting anything, you know, barely any weights. And I just felt like I didn't do enough. And I was like, man, it kind of hit me how far I let myself go. Um, and then, yeah, after the gym, he's like, all right, follow me. We went to the grocery store. He threw some things in the cart and he said, you know, here's your gave laid out my macros and said, you know, hit these. And then for me, in my mind, it cemented, this is exactly what you have to do just because I didn't know enough. Mm-hmm. And so for the first three months, I did exactly that. I was eating almost the same thing every single day yep. and it worked, but it wasn't for me. I just didn't have enough knowledge behind it to understand that it was so much food that I was like making myself sick. Cause when you're that big and you're not used to eating that much, 
I'm like eating healthy food and there's so much volume of it. You well, know, I want to, I want to pause you real quick. Cause this is the yeah. thing that people don't understand. You are, well, we said 490 pounds, right? 400 or 410. Where were we at? Where you 480. At? 480. Yeah. Uh, we're at 480, your heaviest weight ever. Right. And we're trying to lose weight. And this concept you just told me, you said, I'm trying to lose weight, went to the gym. And when I'm doing my food and my macros, whatever it is, I was eating so much food. It was making me sick. Talk to me about that. Like, did that like, because I have so many people come to me like, well, I'm eating more. Like I'm like, my stomach can't process that much food, but shouldn't I be eating less? Like, talk to me about that. Like, what was that like for you? Yeah, man, it was, it was hard. And I've called my brother multiple occasions being like, yo, I cannot eat this much food. I'm <laughs> sick. I'm like, can't walk around afterwards, you know, but like I said, most of my calories before were coming from alcohol. So once I got that under control and figured that out, it was kind of, um, it was a little bit easier on that side, but yeah, the eating the food, I listened to him. And in the first two, three months, I lost a lot of weight. I think I was yeah. like 50, 60 pounds. Like it was working. Mm but I started to get to a point where, you know, doing my own research and talking to some people, realizing the calorie deficit mm -hmm. and, um, just my drive. And I wanted to get where I was going so fast that I kind of slid to a bad place that comes with nutrition, um, where like, how low can I get my calories to go? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, and then I was started telling that I was physically getting weaker. Like I was lifting less weights, which means I was actually losing muscle because I wasn't eating enough. So then I had to readjust and get those back up. So it's been, it's been interesting. Um, but the whole time I've stuck with just a calorie deficit, focus on lean protein. Yep. Um, yeah. So it's been, it's been interesting roller coaster with the nutrition for sure. Well, and, and that's the thing that I love about, you know, the macros and stuff is the flexibility of it, right? You started with eating a lot, then you figure out the calorie deficit and the idea and the philosophy behind that. But then you fell into the same trap. So many people do. It's like this race to the bottom. And then you're probably had low energy. You were felt tired all the time. You're lifting weight, you know, this, or you're lifting less weight. You feel brain fog, like all these things start happening. You start realizing like, okay, there's this, this happy balance in the middle of this caloric deficit to where I can still keep seeing progress, but still get stronger and live this best life. And, and, you know, hormones play a huge role in all those things as well when you get into that caloric deficit. So um, it's awesome to see that journey. So I guess my next question is, is so um, when you first stepped foot into the gym, you said in the first two to three months, you lost like 50 pounds, which is freaking awesome. Uh, but were you, what was your emotions going into the gym? I know you said afterwards you broke down, but were you scared or were you, were you confident? Cause you had, you were going with somebody like, what was that first feeling stepping back into the gym? Yeah, for sure. It was, I was, I wasn't scared just because, you know, growing up as an athlete, I was in the gym a lot. Mm -hmm. Um, but I wasn't expecting to be at the point I was of, you know, lifting very little and thinking, you know, I used to, you know, max out pretty heavy weight. And now I'm just, you know, not able to do that anymore. And it's, it was very hard for a while. Um, and then right after that, my, our gyms, we went into quarantine, so I didn't have the gym to go to. So I had, I set up a garage gym and 90% of my weight loss was done in that garage. That's awesome. And, and again, like, well, I want to touch on this real quick, because you, you said this before, you know, I feel like, you know, for a lot of people, life is about balance and having the days off, or maybe it's the cheat meal for them or whatever their philosophy is. Um, but you went through COVID and you had to have this shift, but you had this like no excuses mentality. You said that you haven't had any days off or anything like that. When you first started, talk to me about your mindset behind that and why you didn't want to have a day off. 
Yeah, for sure. Yeah, the first full year I never had um, a cheat meal or I had like the schedule active rest days, you know, Sunday stuff like that. But it was for me, it was more of, um, you know, not that I didn't want to be tempted by that stuff. But for me, it was every time I did something outside of the game plan, it was going to take me that much longer to get to where I want to be. Mm-hmm. Um, and and it, in the beginning, there's I mean, the goal in the beginning is I just want to lo- lose weight so I can, you know, look better and and but once the you start seeing the changes and the world starts opening back up, it's, mm-hmm. it's absolutely incredible. So it's, yeah. Well, and I think that's just like such a big philosophy because like at some point it is your lifestyle and everybody's different. Everybody has their different journeys, but exactly what you said, I'm gonna have to quote it later on the Instagram or something is just like the further you deviate from that game plan and you decide to, like, I don't want to say enjoy yourself. Cause I mean, losing weight is enjoying yourself. I mean, you're, I mean, we'll talk about it in a second, but you're doing all these amazing things that you love now. Um, but anytime you deviate from the plan is just another step further away, or it's going to take you that much longer. And that's just the truth of it, right? How bad do you want this and how much are you willing to dedicate to it? Um, so we're getting to this first few months, you've lost this 50 pounds, um, over the course of a little over a year, lost 210 pounds. What was the hardest thing in that time frame? Like another rock bottom or a setback or anything like that has happened over that year. Yeah. Um, the hardest thing by far for me has been the mental health aspect of it. Mm-hmm. Um, just because that was also step one for me. I was, I, for the first time in my life, decided to go to a therapist and kind of work out some of those issues. Um, you know, and it's true what they say. Sometimes it gets worse before it gets better. So I was talking about things I hadn't talked about in years. Mm-hmm. Um, and just cause, you know, I had that men mentality. You don't talk to somebody, you stuff it down. And that's what led me to that 480 is yep. drinking instead of dealing with my issues. So mm-hmm. the hardest part was, coming to that realization of working through that stuff. And I actually had to take, I took a break from work and I spent three months traveling and just like hiking and being in nature, trying to get my mental health back to where it needed to be. Mm -hmm. Um, And that was the biggest transformation for me that nobody really sees um, is, you know, being to this point now where I'm smiling and enjoying life now. Yep. Well, and I see that all the freaking time. Like people just think, oh, I got to lose weight. You know, um, I just want to start working out. I want to feel healthier, but I don't think people realize that, part of that process is your mental health. I mean, dude, the fact is that you had to have some kind of something happen mentally, even for you to start this journey and to be consistent and do this day in and day out to not resort back to your old coping ways. Like you said, you were drinking, like you have a bad day. What's going to stop you from going back to that? Like that that takes a toll on you mentally and stuff. And the fact that you have that strength, like you said, it gets worse before it gets better. Mm -hmm. And the same thing happened for me. The same thing happened for me with my business. The same thing happens with everybody at some point, like you're starting to go up, going up. And then all of a sudden it's like, damn, like this is way harder. I didn't see this, this roadblock coming in this way. Right. Cause I'm sure the last thing you expected was to have to be going to maybe a therapist or something like that or working on your mental health. Cause although that was the end goal, it was like, I just need to work out and eat right. And all of a sudden it's like this whole other transformation that's happened. So that's freaking awesome. Um, did you have any injuries or any setbacks or anything like that along the way? Um, I've been lucky, very lucky with that. Yeah. Um, the training has always been consistent other than when I was traveling, I had to get get kind of creative because I wasn't going to the gym. I was like hiking, but I took um, kettlebells with me on the road and I just do like that. <laughs> kettlebell workouts and stuff like that. But for me, the the exercising part of it in the beginning was rough. When you're 480 pounds, like doing a mile is tough, you know, moving around, just doing all that activities. Like it's not easy thing to do, but over time it gets way easier. And that has been part of my journey that I really enjoy 
because that's like me, my me time, you know, I can just put on my music and go do four or five miles with my dog, or I can put on my music and go to the gym and not have to think about anything except moving around these heavy rocks, you know, Um, for your workouts, what did your, was it bodybuilding style? Was it CrossFit stuff? Like what did your workouts look like? Had they changed over the year? Yeah. Um, most of it, well, when I got into the home gym, all I had there was, um, some kettlebells, a bow flex and a punching bag and an exercise bike. So I was just doing like full body workouts, everything you can possibly do on a bow flex, which, you know, it's not a lot. Um, and then, uh, yeah, but now it's getting to the point where, um, you know, the gyms are all back open and my brother going with him. And then I still have like, you know, 20, 30 more pounds to lose. And then I'm going to have to have uh, skin surgery, surgery. That's just something that I've chosen to do. And then it's going to be, you know, building. I, re- I really want to fill out and get strong. Um, I love that. Kind of work on that aspect. So. Well, dude, I just like everything you're, you're hitting on, like just hits home with the stuff. Like I've been talking about in this podcast, as far as like mindset goes and no excuses and stuff. It's like, like people are trying to wait for the perfect program, the perfect situation stuff. I'm like, COVID hit, you had to build this garage gym, you had a bow flex. Like you're like, I'm just going to do what I can do with this bow flex. And like, you, you've lost so much weight, 210 pounds. And there's people out there that are struggling to lose like 20 or 30 pounds. And it just feels like it's impossible. And not to say like one's easier or harder, you know, obviously the more weight we have to lose, the easier it might come off. But dude, like, you're just like, this is what I have to do. Like Bowflex is here and I'm going to make it work. And I freaking love that mentality. I knew we were going to get along when we got on this podcast. I love it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. The, the secret pill and the magic pill that everyone's looking for, unfortunately, is just consistency. So, That's it. Oh, you can yeah. say that again, man. Consistency yeah. is it because we run six week challenges. And the hardest thing I find for people is that they crush it for the six weeks. And then as soon as the six week challenge is over, they're like, oh, well now I can in, like have cheat meals and have these things. And then one thing leads to another, leads to another. I'm like, and that's why it's just been about lifestyle so much is like, even though this challenge is done, there's another challenge. Like we just got to keep moving it forward, you know, uh, because it, consistency is key. Like you'll very quickly go right back to who you used to be. And we don't want that for people, um, obviously. So what's the biggest thing you miss? You're 480 pounds, uh, 470 pounds, and you want to lose this weight. You talked about snowboard and hiking and stuff. What's the thing you missed most that you couldn't do uh, when you were at your heaviest? Um, snowboarding, 100%. It Sorry. was, I used to work on a ski mountain um, mm-hmm. and I used to, it was a huge part of my life growing up. And then I, th- I guess just being active in general, like I've been surfing and skateboarding now and, you know, winter's coming up and I'm excited to go this year too, because last year I was still pretty heavy. I was just in the beginning of it, but I wasn't so heavy that I couldn't go anymore. Yeah. So now, now this year I'm getting no more towards, you know, my fighting weight. Um, I'm pretty excited about it. Hopefully throw a backflip or two this year. <laughs> I love that. Um, me and you have very different experiences, uh, snowboarding. I, uh, I'm from Louisiana and I just recently moved up here and my, uh, fiance, she worked on a, on a mountain too. And she snowboarded for probably like two, three years straight. And we get on the mountain, dude, I thought I like had concussions and it was all kinds of that. We have to, maybe we'll meet up one day and uh, we'll snowboard and you can show me because when your fiance is trying to teach you how to snowboard, you just butt heads because that's the last person you want yelling at you. (laughs) Yeah, for sure. Uh, um, Have you snowboarded your whole life? 
Yeah, I grew up snowboarding. Yeah, it was just it was just something me and my brothers always loved to do. Yeah, I'm jealous. You are a lucky duck. (laughs) Yeah, it's been awesome. You know, but the surfing is something that has been fairly new. I used to do it a little when we were kids, but Mm -hmm. I just went to Hawaii and spent some time there. And you know, my goal was try and stand up before I before I left, and that was such a cool experience too. So. You are speaking my language. Like I want to do all the, like, I'm going to do all these things. Like uh, one day when I'm, when I grow up, I'll start doing it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. For sure. Um, deal. So um, we're moving through this journey um, and you're getting closer. You just hit this year and a half mark and things like that. Um, how has it been different for you as far as, and I just want to talk about it for a second. You know, we talked about your social media blowing up almost at, what is it? 70,000 followers on Instagram to a quarter million almost on TikTok. How is has your life changed at all with that? Um, you know, it's I've had a, a few videos go viral, like Lad Bible did some things, and people think when you go mega viral, it, it drastically changes your life. But there's no fi- there's no financial compensation for going viral. You know, people right. don't want to hear that. So, what's changed for me is again the mental aspect of being able to kind of be proud of what I've done so far. Uh, and that was honestly the biggest thing for me is you have these thousands of strangers saying, you know, good for you. How awesome, proud of you. It's like, if they're, if they think that way, why can't I kind of relax on myself a little bit and not be so hard and kind of acknowledge what I've done already. Yeah. Um, and that's been an incredible piece of it. So, um, and it, you know, I've been lucky the internet can be a wild place, but the support I've gotten has been overwhelmingly that's positive. Awesome. So well, before you went viral and stuff, did you have any close friends or family members or people on Instagram or something like say anything negative about your journey? Did you ever go through that phase? Cause I know a lot of people, especially that I coach, like their close family, like their husband or their wife or, or their best friends or whoever might be making fun of them. Cause all of a sudden you, you went from drinking and being fun and doing this to all of a sudden you're not anymore. Did you ever have that um i'll put it this way i've definitely outgrown some friends Mm -hmm. um there's some friends that i had before that i don't anymore and it's not nothing you know um, negative or anything it's just we weren't weren't meant to be a part of each other's lives anymore the the negativity i got from very close family was only from my older brother and it was hey you're losing weight too fast you need to like eat more you got you know he was trying to come from the health aspect of it of like he knew when I was getting my calories too low that I shouldn't be, and that I, I needed to fix that. So mm-hmm. he was getting on my case about that quite a bit. Yeah. And then, you know, just to touch back on the outgrowing some friends, um, I think that's a very mature thing that people need to realize too. Um, Cause the same thing happened with me when I was 19, you know, I had my close friends from high school, my close friends from college. And, you know, when you decide to drastically change, in some way, shape or form, like that old life doesn't suit you anymore. Those people, you know, you are who you surround yourself with. We hear that all the time. And if you continue to surround yourself with those people that were drinking or eating bad or whatever that case is, it's really hard to change because they're not going to accept that unless they're willing to change with you. And I think that's a really hard thing for a lot of people is that they're not willing to give up those relationships. They're not willing to outgrow those things. Um, So what's your, what's your, uh, advice on that as far as going through those hard times or outgrowing those people? Yeah, I think you nailed it on the head when you said that, that it's just, well, let's see. <laughs> I just, I just think it's like a mature thing, right? Like people just right. think like, like you have to, like, I still talk to some of those people every once in a while. And sometimes there's some people I just don't. And it's just like, you like, it's hard to put into words, but it's, it's just for the better. It's a mature thing to understand. Like they're not bad people. It's not like I hate you. It's just, 
I'm going to do this thing. And if you want to do it with me, cool. And if you, you don't, that's cool too. Like, I'm just going to move on, you know? Yeah. It's a, it's a lot of, just like you said, that you surround yourself with people that you want to, you know, build you up and you want to be like, or whatever. And some of them were just, you know, a lot of it came with like the social media stuff and they just were like, Oh, Jared's doing his own thing now and kind of just lost touch. Um, so I don't know if there's any ill intent. Um, you know, mm-hmm. I could still call them up if I wanted to, but it, yeah, you just kind of, kind of your situations change and your life situations change. You, I try and surround myself with people that are smarter than me so I can learn from them. Um, and not to say that those people weren't smart. It's just, you know, <laughs> yeah. I'm just trying to evolve my life in a Absolutely. pretty rapid way and in all different aspects. So I'm focusing more of my attention and more of my time on those relationships that are helping me grow. Yeah. Well, and it makes it easier too, right? Like I think about my friends in college, like they just like, again, nothing against them, but they like to drink and they like to party and stuff. So it almost made it hard for me when that's what they're all going to do. And I want to go have fun. Well, I have to go do those things with them versus now. Like if I want to go have fun with my friends are like, Hey, we're going snowboarding. Hey, we're going to the gym. You want to come with me? I'm like, sure. Like, let's like, let's go do those things. And that's what we do now. So it's just become the norm instead of me trying to, and that's a hard phase people go through, like trying to tear away from those friends to go do this thing on your own versus now your community wants you to do those things. So, um, it becomes a norm instead of a stretch. So that's the truth. Um, so last couple questions, man. Um, this one, I just want to throw in here real quick and, you know, maybe you have done one of these things and if you have, it's, it's, it's no big deal. I don't think there's anything wrong with it, but, um, have, do you, have you ever long-term like done fat burners? Uh, no, I've yeah. never done any surgery supplements, anything like that. Yeah. I do, I do uh, I protein that. powder every once in a while, but that's it. Yeah. <laughs> and, well, multivitamins. No, and, and I love that. And I think, and I just wanted to put that in there because the fact is that how many people get fat burns and it's a waste of money as if you're going to lose this 210 pounds based on a pill. You know, if it was that easy, dude, I'm sure you would have lost the weight a long time ago and still be drinking and in all your bad habits that you were before because it was that easy, right? You wouldn't have changed the mental aspect. You wouldn't have found these new friends. You wouldn't be living this new life that you that you love so much. Um, what about uh, just out of curiosity, keto, intermittent fasting, diet cleanses, any kind of special diets or anything like that? Um, I so I've never done like keto or anything like that. It, it's all been for me like lean protein. Um, I keep the fat pretty low. The last like six months, I don't I don't care about carbs or anything. I, I don't track those, but it's I think my diet's fairly low carb. Um, as far as intermittent fasting, not intentionally, but when I had to cut calories more, I just stopped eating breakfast because I just wasn't a big breakfast guy. So now, yeah, I do like lunch and dinner. Um, so technically, I am intermittent fasting, but. Um, also in the last like two months, so I went hardcore for the first year and the last two months I've allowed myself some off plan meals just while I'm vacation or like if I go on a date, you know, things like that. So, uh, and the weight loss is still going. So, you know, 99% of the time I'm still consistent, but every once in a while, um, you know, I had a cheeseburger for the first time in 14 months, like a oh, few weeks ago. So <laughs> that's awesome. Well, and yeah. dude, it just goes to show, like you said, when, you know, you're starting to lighten up on yourself a little bit and how far you've come and what you've accomplished to allow yourself to do those things. Cause you said like before it was like, no, like you said, no cheeseburgers. I'm going to the gym. I'm doing these things. And that's just how it needs to be. Um, but I love that. Like the, the one part I wish people could see me, I was raising my hands. Like, you're like, yeah, I just don't really care about the carbs. Like whatever it is, I'm pretty sure it's low carb, but whatever it is, you know, but I think like how many people it's like, I have to do no carbs and completely cut out this food group, or I have to do intermittent fasting, which you didn't do in the beginning. You're kind of doing now, but not intentionally. There was no diet cleanse. There's no detox tea or lemonade or anything like that. Like, it's just, you're just living your life, dude. Like you're moving and you're eating lean protein. That's all the secret. Right. And 
that's it. Like we just, and I'm sure that the amount of food you've eaten and the foods you've eaten for the most part have changed. Like right now you said, you're not doing breakfast and you were doing that. And I think people are looking for the, what's this one diet that I can do this one thing. And I just do that one thing for the rest of forever. And it never changes. It's like, we're constantly evolving. We're constantly changing. Your lifestyle is going to change. And those things need to change with you. And that's why it's so important. I love the fact that you had your older brother to help you and that you're so conscious about learning this stuff so you can adjust as time goes on. Um, so I don't know if you have any tips or anything like that, but as far as like your journey, what's the biggest tip you can give for people as far as when it comes to their diet or training or anything like that? Uh, yeah, my biggest piece of advice would be to listen to people that you trust and that know more than you. So the the nutrition part of it, for me, once I learned the concept of calories and the macros and stuff like that, and I did track it religiously for three months, but I don't track anymore just because mm -hmm. I know what I'm eating and I know what the idea of what, what I'm putting in my body. So some people are like, you know, I don't want to plug it in or they call that an eating disorder where you track every, every single thing you're eating. But for me, that gave me the fundamental knowledge of how nutrition works and how, um, you know, weight loss works. And for my goals right now, which is losing weight, I still don't have to track, you know, once I get into the building muscle and stuff, I think I'll be more conscious of at least the protein and, and the calories. But right now it's just, uh, yeah, live, like you said, just living. Um, yeah. I and then the, the one other piece of advice it, it would be if you have massive amounts of weight to lose, you usually don't get that big without some mental aspect going on. So talk to somebody. Mm -hmm. Well, 200%. That's why we talk about so much. I mean, I love that you reach out to a therapist, but I find as a coach, there's more times than not, like that's what people need. Like, dude, like the fact is that you at your heaviest weight, you probably knew what you needed to do as far as what was bad and what was good. Um, at least in the base sense of it, but something mentally was holding you back from that and probably talking about, like you said, talking about those problems that you hadn't talked about in years or um, confronting those things or taking that first step. Like that's what most people need is, is the consistency of it. The somebody to talk to the getting through those hard times, again, not avoiding them because they're coming. It's, it's about having somebody to help you through those things is, is just so important. Um, so dude, I think that's yeah, it. I just, I had just want to, I just heard your podcast too about the Buffalo analogies and I absolutely love that. Oh. You got to head into the storm. I agree with that a thousand percent. Yeah. And it's just, it's just the way it is, man. And I think that a lot of people, once you realize that concept that the storm's freaking coming, like that's just the end of it. And you're just going to have to hit it head on. And the sooner you do that, the sooner you'll get to the other end. It's just like the perfect analogy for, and, and we talk a lot on this podcast, just about life, dude. Like you started this off just to lose weight, right? So you can feel better, but now you're doing like all these amazing things. You're, I see you with your dog, you're going to the beach, you're surfing, you're snowboarding. Like you're just living a more fulfilling life, you know? And that's just like that for me, it should be worth it for almost anybody to be able to just do what you want in this life and your purpose. So um, props to you dude, 210 pounds down, still going uh, I get freaking chills just thinking about it, man. Like that's awesome. Um, last piece of advice or motivation or getting off this podcast. If you could say one thing to the audience, um, what would be that one thing? Uh, when one day becomes day one, that's when the magic happens. So just start. We're going to, I'm going to freaking quote that like freaking crazy. I see an Instagram post coming. I love that. Yeah. Oh, that's awesome. So dude, I really, really, really appreciate you being on here one more time. If anybody wants to follow you on TikTok or Instagram or anything like that, what are those, what are those handles? Uh, yeah, it's just Jay crushes it. So J A Y crushes it. 
Yeah. And I'll put that uh, below as well for his TikTok and his Instagram. Um, so that way y'all could just click it and find him. Um, but man, I really appreciate you being here. Like, I know this has been a long time. I've probably messaged you like 10 times. Like, dude, when are we going to do this? When are we going to do this? Uh, but I'm glad that you're on here. You have inspired so many people. Um, and I can't, I'm hopefully we can do this again and see you, you know, maybe in six months or so, and you've gotten even further and we can have another chat and a catch up with people. But if y'all have any questions for me or him, don't hesitate to reach out and we'll see y'all on the next episode. Hey friends, thanks for listening to another amazing episode. If you got something valuable from this episode, which I know you did do us a favor and keep spreading the live rough movement and share this episode. It means more to us than you'll ever know. And remember, we don't pray for an easy life. We earn a rough one. Y'all keep earning those cookies and I'll see y'all next time.